You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So a couple of weeks ago, I want to say at the end of April, in an episode, I talked about how I had never done a 5K, and I was always so scared to sign up for one. And after releasing that episode, a listener friend hit me up and she said, you know, I used to run marathons. These are great running shoes. This is a great sports bra. This is a great plan. And we met up for coffee. She told me everything. And I said, all right, here we go. Let's sign up for one and let's do it. And I did the 5K this past weekend and my friends, it was such a cool experience. And I wanted to share a little bit about it and then tie into the theme that I wanted to talk about today. So I will share with you that I was super nervous the day before. Again, I don't know what the nerves or the fear were about, but I was. I noticed it in a little TMI, but being honest with you, in the number of times you need to use a restroom, <laughs> I noticed in um, just kind of keeping to myself that morning, um, you know, really listening to the music that motivates me, making sure that my outfit was good, um, having coffee, but then also having like power foods that were going to be good before the run. And even getting to the run, I didn't realize that we were actually going to have what they call the bibs where your number is um, written on. And that was really cool just to, you know, look real official with the bib on the shirt, pinned to the shirt. And right before, you know, my husband and my son were there with me and my parents came right before we got started and I went to pop my AirPods in and I had charged them the night before, but they were dead as in garbage dead. The light did not turn on. And mind you, the night before I had, you know, put my Spotify playlist in the order that I knew was going to be motivating for me because I'm really motivated by music. And that was a bummer. And of course, everybody has a great start off point and you're motivated by so many runners. And then very quickly, you see the group begin to spread apart and the actual runners all the way at the front line. And I didn't know where I was. I didn't know if I was in the middle. I didn't know if I was at the end. And after hitting a little bend, still not being able to see behind me, I was having like this internal conversation in my mind. The first one was, oh, the music, the music. And then I said, you know what? Let me just play the music on my phone, even though it wasn't blaring in my ears as I like it. I just put it on my phone and it wasn't the same, but at least it was something. And the second conversation in my mind was, I wonder if I'm last. And I really wanted to turn around and look behind me. I really wanted to see how far away from being the last one am I. 
And I wonder if that was a fear that I actually had, that I didn't want to be the last person crossing the finish line. And I said, no, you know what, Vanessa? You cannot look back because you're not going that way. You are going straight ahead and that's where you keep your eyes because that is your destination. So I did not look behind me. Obviously, as people were passing me by, because there were about almost 500 runners or so, I saw people of all ages. And at one point, I actually saw what looked like a couple had to be at least 60 plus and they passed me by and I was like, go you, (laughs) go you. I hope you do well. And I was just trotting behind like a turtle going through peanut butter, just doing the best that I could. So that was eye-opening and it was also motivating to see people of all ages, people of all sizes and really doing their personal best. And when it came down to it, even though it was really cool to see people of all ages and all sizes, I would really only see them as they passed me by. And I could have gotten upset. I had the absolute choice of thinking, oh, well, I I guess I might be the last one. Let me just walk it out. It doesn't matter anymore. Right. But I didn't, I just kept on going at my pace. And at the mile mark, when I saw 10 minutes and four seconds, I believe it was when I hit the mile mark in my mind, another conversation, I was like, holy moly, I've never done a 10 minute mile, at least this summer, as I have been practicing leading up to the 10K, to the 10K, oh my goodness, to the 5K. And it was really cool to see 10 minutes on the clock because I knew I was going at a fast pace. I also knew because I was going at a much faster pace than I had practiced that I was much more tired. And I felt that very quickly. Shortly after that, I saw my husband, my son, and my parents waiting for me and cheering me on. My son was really cute. He made me a sign um, go, saying, go mommy, and with a bun on top of my head <laughs> as I run. Um, and that was really sweet. And then about a mile and a half in, that's when I really started getting tired. And that's when I had to walk. That's when a little hill came up ahead. And it was really interesting because now I'm at the point where I'm seeing the New York City skyline, absolutely gorgeous, very motivating. But at the same time, it's also when I'm seeing in that same street, the runners that were much ahead of me going back toward the finish line as I still had much to go up ahead and then a bend around about before going back to the same way. And another conversation that happened in my mind is I was seeing the runners going back in the direction of the finish line, again, with the skyline behind them. I started thinking, wow, how easy, how easy would it be for somebody to just, instead of going all the way up and then turning around to just cut across right then and there, nobody would know, but the few eyeballs that are in that vicinity And then at the end of the line, your time looks great because you shaved off a couple of minutes and nobody would ever know with the exception of a couple of people, how easy it would be, but how then you would cheat yourself. And is it about reaching the finish line first? Well, for some, it may be. And here's where I want to tie in the theme for today is How are you doing the things for you? How are you beating the past versions of yourself? How are you improving compared to the you that walked on this earth yesterday? 
how are you being the best possible person that you can be without comparing yourself to others? Because it's like comparing apples and oranges. They may all be fruits, but they are not the same. And my journey is very different than those that perhaps did finish on the top 10 because I'm not a runner. I literally went again from the couch to a 5K. I'm active, but I'm not a runner. But here I was running this 5K as I thought that how easy would it be to do that? But of course, it's not me. And I really wanted to see how I did after the weeks of practice and what I can prove to myself for nobody else but myself, really. And even though it was really cool having my family there cheering me on, at the end of the day, this was just for me. And one would hope that we as humans engage in things like this because we do want to improve as people. It would be very simple to never try anything new, to never step outside of your comfort zone, to just kind of stay stagnant. And when we think about it, there are many aspects in our life that perhaps we do. Some of us like to challenge ourselves physically, but some of us like to challenge ourselves perhaps intellectually, while others say, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to grow in that area. I'm okay with staying stagnant. And this opens a door to another conversation of, is that okay? Should we always be kind of running toward the finish line? And my personal opinion, I love to learn and grow. And that's why I have the motto of learn, grow, and inspire, because I love to grow as a person and constantly just learn new things because I feel like it makes you a better person and it makes your experience and your journey through life so much more fun, so much more interesting, and hopefully when we're old and gray, so much more memorable. However, there is then the constant juggle of well, I need to rest. Am I doing too much? Is this absolutely necessary? Just because that person is doing something, should I be doing the same thing too? And the answer to that is, you got to do what's best for you. So just because I did a 5K, doesn't mean that you need to go run a 5K, but perhaps you can challenge yourself in a different area where your mind Maybe your soul is pushing you to challenge yourself in, in order to grow as a person. And nobody has these answers, but you. So I challenge you to think about what is it? What is something that you've been wanting to do, but you've been holding yourself back from doing perhaps out of fear, out of discomfort, out of not wanting to do it by yourself, out of not knowing even where to start. I challenge you to think about what that is and to share it with a friend because I do ask myself if I didn't have the courage to have this conversation on this podcast toward the end of April or mid-April, if I didn't share the fact that I wanted to do a 5K, but I was too scared to sign up for one, if my friend didn't reach out to me and say, here's how you do it, here's some advice, let's do this. I wonder, would I have really pushed myself and registered and have actually done it? Because there were many opportunities along the way to be like, you know what? Forget it. It's not for me. 
This is not important. It's not a lifelong goal or really is it that I pushed myself out of my comfort zone to go ahead, work towards and achieve. So back to the race (laughs) after coming back around that bend with the New York city skyline now behind me going back into the park. Then there was the biggest hill wasn't that huge of a hill, but let me tell you at the end of those two miles approaching the third mile, when you're already tired. Um, and I had noticed that my second mile was 11 minutes and something seconds. I forgot exactly what it was, but I could tell that I was slowing down because I was getting more tired. And then leading up to that hill that I had practiced on so many times before, I knew that's when I typically take a walk. But then as the hill kind of leveled out, I saw two girls, they looked as if they were on the younger ends. And I said, all right, that's my, that's my pacemaker right there. Those are the girls that I'm going to try to keep up with. And I was able to push myself and then going inside the stadium where the race finished and down a track where I have really had decades of experience running on this track as well. But then at the finish line, hearing my parents and my son, you know, go, 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 go. And I pushed myself to sprint toward the finish line almost threw up at the very, very end. And I noticed that my time was actually 36 minutes and 20 seconds, which again, isn't earth shattering, right? Or or like record breaking. But for me, it was because I had not trained underneath that time. So it was pretty cool to have that end time, even though I wonder if I had music, if I could actually have done better. But we can't think of shoulda, woulda, coulda's, right? This was what I had. I did my best, even despite the walking, despite the music, I did my best. And then I was happy that I did it. You know, I accomplished this thing that I had set to achieve and I did. So feeling good, the endorphins coming down, the throw up feeling kind of going away. We start moving outside of the race into kind of the party area that they had there to celebrate the winners. And I have to tell you something that I left out purposely at the start of the race. The start of the race in my pockets, I had my phone, my AirPods that no longer worked and my license because I didn't know if you needed your license at the registration table. So I didn't want it as I was running and I gave it to my husband and I said, here, you hold on to my license because I don't want to lose this. I hate DMV. And the last thing I want to do is go to the DMV to get a new license. And he said, okay, and put it in his pockets, which had a zipper. Fast forward to the end of the race. And I said, you have my license, right? And he looked in his pocket and he did not have my license. Now to put it into perspective, Just the day before that, I was in the New York City passport agency office for five hours waiting for a new passport. And now my license is lost. And instead of staying at the party area, kind of enjoying myself, instead of going home because I had an event to get ready for after that, my tired legs and my husband had to walk around to try to retrace his steps to look for my license. And we looked all over And we did not find it. And this is another theme that I want to tie into today's conversation. I purposely gave it to him because I did not want to lose it. And I guess it was just ironic for the fact that I said, I hate the DMV. I don't want to go. And now I'm going to have to. So 
I could have let that put a damper on the whole day. But at the end of the day, when these things happen, you need to ask yourself, well, was it done on purpose? I mean, was my husband going to lose my license on purpose? And the answer is absolutely not. It was an accident. He probably put his phone in his pocket, probably to support me and take videos and pictures as he was cheering me on. The license probably came out and it was lost. So when things happen that are completely unexpected, they can throw us off course, not only perhaps physically, mentally, but also emotionally, because it would have been very easy right then and there for me to kind of come off the high after the run and have been upset with him. And I wasn't thrilled, obviously, a little annoyed, to be honest, but it wasn't done on purpose. It kind of just happened. And really, it's figure outable. It's not your ideal. It's not what was expected, but it is figure outable. So my friends, when you are thrown off course by something, again, that was completely unexpected, I always say mindfulness is the space between a trigger and a response or reaction, however you choose to respond or to react. And in that space, we have much choice and we have much power to really format our thoughts, our emotions, and our reactions. And it can happen in 0.2 seconds, but we really have a choice of how we're going to show up in the world. And at that point, despite being annoyed, I was like, all right, well, let's go home, get something to eat, (laughs) take a shower, and get dressed for the next event that we had on that Saturday afternoon. So I hope that one, you enjoyed the story of my 5k achievement. And thank you so much for indulging me and celebrating in my personal win. And secondly, I really hope that you can take the message with you that you always have the choice and the power as to how you're going to first challenge yourself knowing the balance between challenging yourself and rest, knowing what you need and when you need it. But when you can, challenging yourself to step out of your comfort zone, to do those things that perhaps you said you were scared to do or could never do, and just see if you can. And again, not a race among other people, but really between yourself and trying to be better than the version of you that lived yesterday. And it's a really awesome feeling when you give yourself the opportunity to do that. And the third theme, of course, is to really think about, is it really worth to scream and yell and throw a tantrum for something that perhaps was not done intentionally, for something that perhaps won't matter, maybe even five minutes, five hours, five years from now? If it won't really matter, why expend all of that energy in anger when you can spend that energy in a much better way that can serve you better and that can serve those that you love better? It is always my hope that through these podcast episodes, you pick up little nuggets that can help you live lives with peace of mind and ease of heart. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, take a deep breath in through your nose as you feel your belly rise 
and let that breath go as you feel your belly deflate. I want you to think the you that lived yesterday, the choices you made, the things that you did, what you accomplished, whether it be bigger or small, and perhaps what you left on the table because you could not or because you chose not to. Think about the version of you that you would like to walk on this earth tomorrow. Is that version of you going to be proud of the version from yesterday? I hope that you're able to step out of your comfort zone though and push yourself to accomplish maybe a little bit more than you thought was capable because that feeling is so good. And with that, I wish you a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.